0: Okay, welcome back listeners, it's episode 132 of the FPL Surgery Podcast. Welcome back all, once again we are coming to you on the 7th of May 2019 for the final FPL surgery podcast of the season. It is the night that Liverpool take on Barcelona in the Champions League. It's just gone after half time so we'll be probably reacting to that as we go through the podcast. Unfortunately once again I am without the Iceman. He is still topping up his tan in uh, sunny America although I imagine he'll probably come back either one of two colours peeling and white or or very very red and pink indeed. but he, he is generally missing doing this. But uh, let's give him a week off, shall we, and see if we can fill in. Once again, I need uh, some able guests to step in. And uh, I think last week TC and, and Hawks did a great job of that. And uh, we've got two great guests again with us this week. So, first of all, you'll recognise him from podcasts past. But welcome back, JNO United.
1: Thanks for having me again. Pleasure to be on.
0: Great to have you back on board. And uh, one thing that I, is a shame, I think we talked a bit about it pre-pod, which was the, uh, the 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 flack the Iceman took for his quiz last year. It's a shame I, I can't get you to do that again in this episode.
1: Uh, I'm sure I'll be able to give him some flack at some point. Yeah, Somehow.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll find some way. Maybe we'll pick on his team or something like that. Um, but yeah, no, great to have you back. How, how have you been getting on with things this season, all things FPL?
1: Yeah, to be honest, FPL has been a very strange season. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Um, I started off incredibly well, having my rank look like I could actually challenge top 10k, top 5k. And I've kind of just stuck around between 10k and 25k for the majority of the season. Good game weeks, bad game weeks. So it's been a bit disappointing I haven't increased my rank since my good start. But it's been all right. It's been okay.
0: Yeah, we'll reflect on any lessons learned from this season. But uh, what, what about the channel? You know, your YouTube channels become very successful, lots of followers there. How, how has that been this year?
1: Yeah, very, very good. Um, doubled in size, so Absolutely. happy with that. Um, nominated for a fantasy, uh, Football Blogging Award again. So everything's going very good as far as the channel's concerned.
0: Let's quickly plug that then. So if listeners want to have a listen, where would they go?
1: Uh, if they want to have a listen, just type in FPL Today on YouTube. And also, I am involved with the FPL Wildcats as well, so that's another YouTube channel where I do something similar to this uh, with some other content creators, and you can check us out once a week-ish. We do about an hour stream.
0: Jano, dominance of FPL slowly increasing by the uh, by the season.
1: Building an empire.
0: That's a build, you'll be on Sky before long, I'm pretty sure. Um, do, do, you play, do you play Sky FPL? Sorry, what was that? Do you play Sky FPL? Uh, no no. No no i uh,
1: okay. focus on one game for me like until I get a bit more time then maybe we'll take over every other game.
0: That's it. just just get yeah dominate FPL and then you can move on to the rest of them. But yeah great to have exactly. you on board. Um nobody better to help us through this final game week of the season. Uh but also we've got with us one of our slack regulars. Um we gets in some great discussions on the slack channel. Uh, he's been a listener for a while and I want to welcome from Dublin. It's Paddy aka the Hitman.
2: Great to be here, thanks for having me.
0: Great to have you on board Paddy. Um, obviously you've been involved in in Slack for a while. We always uh, really value your contributions on there and it's great to have you on the podcast finally. Um, tell us a bit about how you got into FPL and how long you've been playing.
2: Oh, I guess I'm a, a bit of a sports fanatic. I've always been a hardcore Arsenal fan Growing up, that's kind of what I got into this podcast you as well, whole, I know, you and I. My... <laughs> you poor
0: bastard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been, a, I've been an Arsenal fan all my life, basically, for the last 20 years or so. I've probably been playing FBL since 2006 or so, so I've been playing a long time, probably more serious in the last two years, listening to podcasts and whatnot. And finding out about uh, those price change indicators, which is... Why my name's a hitman because, like, that has like forced me to change my strategy completely. It's probably ruined my season as well. This is the first season I've gone and used that on a weekly basis, and I think it's had an influence on my transfers. I've become more trigger happy. I've taken 112 points and hits this season. That's,
0: wow.
2: Yeah. I just wanted to see, uh, so what,
0: what try something new. What's your team value?
2: My team value is 107.3. Okay. Whoa. <laughs>
0: so you've accrued a fair bit of cash there that's fair to say has has it made it it easier to to select some of the bigger hitters as the season's gone on
2: yeah I could have like at one stage I had five one of the five over 10 million players on my team but but the 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 worst thing that happened all season was, was when Kane got that injury and yeah it made those teams, you could have like a 95-team value team and have just as good as everyone else because he was almost a mainstay in most teams because yeah, of his, yeah. Spurs' and fixtures, but didn't work out. But yeah, I'm currently 130k, not doing very well. I've been between 115 to 130k since game week 21. I've been in literally the exact same position for 17 game weeks. I just haven't deviated at all. It's yeah. so frustrating, but yeah.
0: Yeah once you get into that top 100k it's uh, you have to do something pretty good to to move up so uh, but no I think that, that's a, that's a fair finish and something to build on for next season and definitely harry kane screwed over a lot of plans with that injury didn't he towards the end of the season
2: yeah basically threw my whole strategy <laughs> out the window basically but yeah I can't really make any excuses as my own. I just wanted to try something new this year but it hasn't worked out I don't know what I'll do next year I might maybe I'll become cautious again with hits we'll see yeah <laughs>
0: Then, uh, Jano, what what are you like with hits?
1: I've usually been very conservative with hits but uh, this season, I think because you see so many people and you're more likely to talk about your successes so many people go, oh, I took these hits I took those hits and it worked out for me. I was going into this season thinking I'll take more hits, I'll be a bit more risky and see if it helps my game. I mean overall it's my second highest ranking uh, in the last four years so I'm not doing too badly but I feel like I've taken hits when I really shouldn't have. So probably next year I'll go back to being a bit more conservative and a bit more patient. I think I've not had a very patient year as far as waiting for my players to score those points.
0: So you're telling to, to ditch people a little bit quicker?
1: Yes. Which sometimes works. I mean yeah. I ditched Son before uh Son Gate of uh <laughs> that's just gone past and game with thirty seven. So sometimes it works but There have been points hauls I've missed. Uh, Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser would be the ones that come to mind the most often.
0: Yeah, um, they've kind of they've had patches this season, haven't they? Whilst consistency in Fraser, they've had patches, but they've really scored very high, and I've been I've really missed out on those. So I'm gutted about the. uh, But Bournemouth again, quite an unpredictable side, particularly of late, aren't they?
1: Yeah, exactly. But it's one of those things. If you kept them for long enough, you yeah. would have benefited from all the hauls that they did get. Exactly. And while I've waited for like Jimenez, I haven't waited for the likes of Bournemouth because they are so unpredictable, yeah. which may have been detriment to my season.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's those ones to learn for next season. But um, interesting. So, Paddy, are you? Um, I, I, we, we speak to you a lot on Slack. But what about Twitter? Are you uh, are you a big a big kind of user of Twitter and a chatter on there?
2: No, I, I have an account, but I think I haven't. Tweet, I've had one tweet in my entire lifetime. I only just use it to follow. I only use it to follow FPL, but I don't really contribute. I just use it. um I'm mostly on Slack, to be honest. I'm on yeah. your Slack channel.
0: Slack, Slack, uh, your, your chatting domain. So if you want to hear more, yeah. So if if listeners, if you want to speak and hear more from uh, from Paddy after this, it's uh, you have to get involved with our Patreon uh, account. I'm actually going to segue into that uh, very briefly. Um, again, the, the growth in our Patreon account this season has been fantastic. Thank you so much, listeners, for all the support that you've given us. Um, you can support us at different levels, patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. At the higher level, you can join our Slack channel where um, all of our, our guests get invited into that and other listeners. And it's a good place to, uh, well, connect as a community, but also get your questions answered sooner by some really excellent players. And Paddy's right up there with them. So um, get involved in that. Thank you for your ongoing support, listeners. I'm going to get into the FPL headlines here for the week. So it's the last weekend, but who is essential? We're going to be answering your questions uh, about who to who to go for in this last game week, um, who we feel fairly confident is going to notch. Um, equally, the next headline is the last roll of the dice. So who can you gamble on to maybe move up your mini leagues? Nothing to lose at this stage. Who's worth a punt? Um, lots of questions about captaincy uh, across uh, slack and twitter so we'll be answering those who to who to uh, skipper and who to triple captain um who the final uh, headline we've got is nothing to play for nothing to gain which teams are truly dead buried and not even worth considering now so those are the four main headlines we will be covering um now, chaps, uh, in traditional style, we usually talk about how our game weeks have gone. I know I've scored less than you, so to spare your blushes if you feel that way, I'll uh, I'll reveal all on mine first. I got 40 points, so below the average, unfortunately. Um, no one really to sing home about. The Aguero captaincy failed on me. Uh, Sterling did nothing. Um, frustratingly, I had Dendonka on my bench, uh, who scored. The The player I've been most happy with in the running towards the end of the season has been Lepore. He's... Uh, return with 12 again, uh, knocking that one off to company to smash in the top corner. Um, two goals, three assists from the centre-half. He's played most games for them. Um, I can see why he's in the uh, in the team of the year, but I've been happy with him. Um, Jano, how did you get on this week?
1: Well, I managed to get 43 points. Not exactly the uh, score I was hoping for no. in game week 37 right near the end of the season. My team is really not much to talk about apart from... Trent Alexander-Arnold and Laporte. And to be honest, I'd like to say Laporte's assist was beautiful. I know the goal was good, but the assist, the pass, the layoff, absolutely fantastic. I mean, so much credit given to company, but I think it's been overlooked how good Laporte's been this season. But yeah, Trent Alexander-Arnold, an assist machine uh, recently, so very happy with him. Other than that, Sterling got three points. That's the second best player in my side, uh, third best player in my side after those two defenders. So yeah, no returns nearly everywhere, no goals scored either by any of my players. So very disappointing, it's Captain Aguero. Yeah, and yeah, didn't didn't work out.
0: Frustrating game week. Um, just whilst, before I come to you, Paddy, I've just got to say we. So we're recording this at the time of Liverpool playing Barcelona. Yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool <laughs> have tiring. just. Made it 3 0 against oh, Barcelona. this is irrelevant by the time this podcast gets out, but yeah. I just thought we'd, we'd get some reactions from you chaps. Um, oh, wow. Paddy,
2: I it's funny this because I'm not much of a betting man, but I put a six year old bet on the start of the season at 200 to 1. Liverpool Champions League, Arsenal, Europa, and City Prem. So this is looking I'm absolutely well, delighted will, if Liverpool goes through here. Oh,
0: this is tasty for you. This is stunning. So um Jordino Wine has decided to pick today to score a brace. Nicely done. Um, well, plenty of good time day. left. It was that early goal, the uh yeah, the Origi goal early on that's the catalyst for this. Unbelievable.
2: Adjuno so, you know, with David Salah and Firmino as well, I was wondering where the goals would come from. Watch the first half and Origi is probably the best player on the pitch, I don't know how they've managed to be 3-0 up. I can't believe this. I, I was talking up on the Slack. I thought Salah would, would be playing, but yeah, this is baffling.
0: It's unbelievable, isn't it? And I think, um, yeah, the uh, Shakiri on the right, Origi through the middle, um, you'd never have guessed it, but fair play to Klopp. Um, yeah, anyway, I won't go on too much about that because the Iceman uh, will be listening to this and seething that we're talking about the Champions
2: League. <laughs> um,
0: Paddy, tell me how you got on this week.
2: I also got uh, 43 at the 43 club here. um, And most of my points, nearly half my points came from two players. I brought in Luca Dean, he got 12. And I had Trent, he got 10. And unfortunately, I had Son, he got minus two. Uh, I had Salah, he got uh, seven. Besides that, Captain Aguero, Sterling, Kolasinac, Came on for a cameo, but yeah, pretty average game week. I had a red arrow, took no hits this week. I was planning on taking a hit, but I wanted to be conservative to protect rank, but maybe I should have just gone first. Considering bringing in Hazard, but I decided not to. At least I brought in Luca Dean and he got me 12. So yeah, it's, it's an okay game week, very average.
0: Yeah, so again, 43 matching j and I think it was one of those game weeks where I guess the, the template team or the team you'd expect to just... The best players just didn't step up and score big, did they? Nothing for Mane, nothing special for Sala. So, yeah, lots of people ruining the last game week, I think it's fair to say. Um, OK, chaps, let's get into our, our headlines for the week. So, first of all, let's cover uh, the last weekend, but who is essential? And we're going to go through the questions linked to this. So, this is very much about kind of open season here it's the best players to go for in the last game week now the first question has come from a chap called james jury better known as the ice man he's actually posted a question to his own podcast and i suppose <laughs> he has earned this after years of slaving away editing this this masterpiece um he wants to know who to replace son with um and he's thinking about uh bernardo silver potentially jayna if i come to you first on that what do you think
1: well, first off, I'd just like to say, Iceman, what are you thinking, having Son in that game? I don't understand. He's been on a poor runner form, and you kept him for that fixture. Shocking. Uh, you got what you deserved with that minus two, to be honest. Uh, in all seriousness. Um, Bernardo Silva. Uh, I do really like Bernardo Silva as a player. I'm just not that sure about his FPL uh, relevance, because whilst he is a great player, always passes the eye test. He doesn't really come up with the underlying stats where I would particularly want to back him every game week. However, we have only got one game week left in the season. So if you want to take a punt, he does every now and again turn up with a good performance and turn up with a goal. So it could be a good choice. Um, Other than that, if I was looking to replace Son, with it, Southampton playing Huddersfield, that does look like a nice fixture to me. It's a lot cheaper players you're looking at, the likes of Nathan Redmond, um, James Ward-Prowse. So I would potentially look there. Other than that, I really like Everton at the moment. Spurs seem a bit deflated, so depending on what they do against Ajax, I might look at an Everton player like Sigurdsson. Um, But yeah, I I don't mind the pick of Bernardo Silva. I'm just not sure I'm in fraud with it. Yeah,
0: Okay. What what do you think about that, Paddy, with with, uh, Bernardo
2: I th- yeah, it seems like a no-brainer to load up on three-city and three-pill this weekend, but I also think the same for Southampton. I-, I second that about Redmond, regardless of his price, even if you've got five-million in the bank after it. I think Redmond at home to Huddersfield is a brilliant fixture, and he was benched at the weekend, so you think that he would start. It's the same for James Ward-Price as well. He was benched at the weekend, so you would imagine that those two should start because they're normal regulars, so... I think Redmond's a great uh, replacement. Bernardo Silva, yeah, could be. I think Redmond has got a higher ceiling, though, so I would probably go for him.
0: Yeah, Redmond at the moment is 99% in terms of uh, progress towards a rise. So by the time this comes out, he could well have gone up. Um, but yeah, Iceman, it sounds like we're, we're thinking about Redmond just, we talked a bit earlier about Bournemouth and Fraser's um, a really popular transfer in for people this week, despite who Bournemouth are playing against. Um, I guess it's his form over the course of the season and consistency that people are looking at. What do you think about him? Jano? Uh,
1: I think the thing with the Bournemouth and Palace fixture is Palace have generally played better away from home than they have at home. Mm-hmm. And I think people are looking at this fixture thinking it could be very back and forth which could result in a very high-scoring game, which would be uh, not a good idea to have one of their defenders, but one of their attackers, you could see maybe a 3-3, something crazy like that. And Fraser is going to be one of those that could be involved for Bournemouth for the likes of Wilson and King. bit concerned with the fact that Brooks may not be featuring in that because he has been such an integral part to their attack season. But then on the other hand, you do also have Saha has looked good recently, whilst he's in return... Uh, Booker So really, I should be. Sh- In fact, that may be my uh, choice made for the final game of the season. Just a shout back to the Booker Zaha. Yeah. Um, but Townsend's also looked yeah. good. Macarthur's return points for me back. uh Ayu, and uh, Milivojevic. The one player I brought in for last game week didn't return, which was very annoying. But, yeah, he could get a penalty quite easily. So, there's definitely a lot
2: of options in that Crystal palace Bournemouth fixture.
0: Yeah, more more than reasonable, I think. What what do you think about that, Paddy?
2: Yeah, I think Palace are one of the teams to go for this weekend in terms of loading up on their players at second. And I have them, Liverpool, City and Southampton, the ones that... Load up on I, re- I just don't trust Bournemouth defensively especially away from home they're much better at home defensively but I think their defense is an absolute shambles um so I, I and it could well be Zaha's last game for Crystal Palace all you know I know he wants the papers are saying he wants to move away this summer so maybe it will be a swan song I'm I'm honestly considering bringing him in and Catino um to be different but Fraser yeah he could be an option yeah like you said Palace better defensively away from home but you never really know what the last game of the season because none of these teams besides Poole and City have anything to play for so nearly all the games could be high scoring for we know to be honest
0: what do you guys think about Lucas Moore I know um I know you just said there about Son, but you know he's looked in for He got he got that hat trick a few weeks ago he still looks good going forward for them do you see any any value in him or would you be waiting to see the after the Ajax game Yeah, Yeah,
1: Yeah, I don't... There's something about that Spurs side right now I just... I'm not too keen on. They just haven't looked that good. They seem to be uh, losing their cool a bit as well, of course, with what just has happened against Bournemouth. I just feel like without Kane, their talisman, is it really worth taking a risk on them when price-wise you're looking at some of the more expensive players in the game. I know Mora isn't, but I've already got free city. I've got free pool. Do I really want to go anywhere near that top four race, which has seemed to provide absolutely nothing for us <laughs> mm-hmm. um, apart from maybe Chelsea's win against Watford. If you had hazard Pedro yeah. or Higuaín or David Luiz as well, what, what has this race for the top four actually provided us yeah. near the end of the season? You'd expect points from this, but literally they've all been trying
0: to get fifth and sixth. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been the most uninspiring race to get in the Champions League ever. Everyone's kind of down tools and, and can't be asked or or bottled it. So there's some choices there for the Iceman. I think we're going to come up with more as we as we go along. The Iceman Man also um, has another question. Bless him. He he has Dominic Calvert Lewin, so he has a striker uh, striker crisis as well. Um, clearly, he he doesn't trust Big Dom away at Spurs, in spite of what we've just said. Who would who would an ideal replacement for Dominic Calvert-Lewin be in this in the final throw? I mean, Iosi Perez, um, mm. good end to the season, reasonable price, again a lot of interest in terms of transfers in for him. Um, Paddy, what what do you think about that?
2: I I think uh, well, yeah, if you can get to Zaha, I think he should be option number one, and yeah. the way I would have it, Zaha. As I said, it could be his last game. Mitrovic has also won at home to Newcastle. Um, likewise for him, Fulham are going down. I'd imagine that he'll get a move away in the summer. So maybe uh, that could be his last game. And I also think he's probably the most unpredictable man and most injury-prone man in FBO. Arnie could be a good shout against Watford, but he's got equally as good a chance as getting injured after 10 minutes as he has. Of getting a brace so that's probably more a risky one but it depends on your position i guess arnie's more probably more yeah. the most punty of those three
0: you know, arnie can be absolute golden as day can't he but unfortunately just since that the whole transfer thing in january it's just not quite worked out for him since Gina, what have you got any ideas in terms of striker replacements for the ice man there i mean um zahar your main man was mentioned is there anyone else you're looking at
1: I mean, to be honest, I just do want to sing the uh, potential for Marko Anatovic because I, I saw one of the questions was about who's potentially going to score big on the last day of the yeah. season. Yeah. So I went. I only went back four seasons because, to be honest, I didn't have enough time to go back any further <laughs> than that. But as far as players that have returned in the last game week of the season, uh, Marko Anatovic has actually hauled twice in the last four uh, game week 38 and in one of those that he didn't haul in he did still uh get a return uh one assist for stoke so Arnautovic out three out of four has returned yeah. points in nice. game week 38 so i know there's the whole transfer issue mm-hmm. uh but west ham have looked good in the last two games i played spurs of course enough was said about the west ham spurs game in the last pod but oh, I'd just like to say, that was <laughs> it was it was a very enjoyable game for me as well, uh, being a follower. But also, against Southampton, they then went and won 3-0. So, potentially, Marko Natovic, another swan song. I'm not sure he's the type of player that wants necessarily to have a swan song. I think he just wants to leave.
2: But he has a history of returning uh, in game of 38. And just to add to that as well, I think, because Watford are in the FA Cup final, will they they're more than likely, I would assume, to rest. I think uh, also to add to that, that Watford, since they've got the FA Cup final in a week, will probably be resting a lot of their players. So Arnie could well be up against the second string, Watford defence, so... It's definitely um a shout there for Arnie to bring him in, definitely, yeah. but yeah.
0: Yeah, just do you think the shackle was a bit a bit off West Ham once they once they got to the stage where they'd survived and, you know, they've got a few teams that have had easier run ins. I think that's helped them a little bit.
2: Yeah, I, I, I still I still <laughs> I still think West Ham are one of the most frustrating teams on the season, one of the most unpredictable them, and before Leicester, before Rogers went there, there's two of the most unpredictable teams in the league, but yeah, you really never know where you're going to get with them, but
0: Guys, just just quickly, uh, Liverpool are 4-0 up.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: I, I'm trying
1: not to interrupt because I'm getting updates on my phone and I'm like, don't, <laughs> don't say anything. It's
0: all right. No, th- this is, we're taking advantage of the Iceman being away. We're doing a live action reaction to Liverpool-Barcelona. So <laughs> That's it. So, chirp in. Bloody hell. That's uh, oh, unbelievable. One of the greatest comebacks in European history, I'd, I'd say. I just
2: uh, need to get a clean sheet now. If Barca scored, I'll go through. All right. So yeah,
0: After all that, we'll just take one Leo Messi free kick and that's it. But, <laughs> Yeah, okay. Sorry, that's uh, taken us completely off-tangent. Off um, I think what we should do is probably move on to our next Twitter question, um, and that's come from Torfig Al-Sharif. So the Iceman's hogged the first 20 minutes of the podcast again. Well done, Iceman. Well done, Iceman. Um, so Torfig, regular question, uh, person that asks questions on the podcast, thank you again, sir. Um, he has said, hi guys, for game week 38, um, first, who to transfer into my team? Um, they've got 0.2 million in the bank and one free transfer now what they've posted on twitter is their team here as well um and actually they've got a lot of big hitters in this team so they've already got Laporte, Sterling and Aguero they've got Alexander, Arnold, Salah and Mane um they've got Dinia at the back and Davis uh, I presume they're going to play Leno rather than Ryan in goal um i guess if if you were adding to that chaps is there anyone that you want to bring in if you had the luxury of doing so jano if i come to you first
1: i mean i looked at the side and yeah i often look at the side and think which are the players that i'd be happy to transfer out before i think of who i'd potentially be transferring in so the boring answer would be i would look at ben davis and think are Spurs going to keep a clean sheet against Everton mm-hmm. and if they are is Ben Davis necessarily guaranteed to be playing so uh, I think potentially I could see myself trancing him out and just going for any defender that could potentially score uh, as we know game at 38 can be a high scoring uh, for goals anyway game week so on top of the fact that they could potentially get a clean sheet you've got defenders that could score David Luiz, uh, Doherty, Van Arnholt Uh, Pereira, Coleman, Chilwell, all players I would consider if I was going to transfer out Ben Davis. Uh, As far as actually going to try and find a differential, um, I would see potentially me taking Jimenez out because it is the final game of the season. It is against Liverpool, Mm -hmm. one of the best defences. That way you could take a punt on a striker. You've got, of course, Bournemouth striker Wilson. You've got King. You've got uh, Southampton with Ings and Long. Those are quite punty, though, because yeah. you don't necessarily know who's going to play. Yeah, he's, got, uh, and he's then, got long already. Okay. So I, w- I wouldn't double up, to be honest. Uh, and then on out of it, like we've already spoken about, yeah. would, is one that I'm really considering uh, alongside Zaha.
0: I, I was just going to say, I, like, I I look through that team and actually I think, well, they're probably going to play Leno in goal, um, Alexander-Arnold, Lepore and Dina as a three at the back, Salomane, Sterling... Um, in midfield, I presume with Ward Prowse, and then I'm guessing they'd probably go with with the three up top in Long, Aguero and Jimenez. So yeah, in terms of what adding to your team, I think I agree. The only thing I would add is probably Azaha or Arnautovic for Jimenez, um, unless you wanted to go for a goalkeeper that uh, maybe a bit more assured than obviously Arsenal have it all to play for against Burnley, but um. I just wonder if there might be a, a different option in goal that might be be better for this game week. Maybe even Saints at home against Huddersfield.
2: Yeah, do you think Leno? Do you think Leno as well? Just to put in, do you think Leno will actually play at the weekend? Because do you think Czech will get his last Premier League appearance since Arsenal have absolutely nothing to play for? I guess he'll be playing Europa League on Thursday. I was just wondering yeah. that myself because I actually have Leno and Ryan myself I'm wondering the same thing.
0: Yeah, it's a very good point, isn't it? You might want to give it to Czech to say goodbye to the fans. but um, And obviously the game on Thursday is away at Valencia, isn't it? But part of me thinks Emery will be professional here because if we if we win, albeit um, by, by a very long shot, we can still get Champions League, can't we, that way? By a very yeah. long shot. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That, that might be one that might be worth looking at. Um, obviously Brighton are at home against Man City, so there's no way you're gonna to want to play Ryan in goal.
2: No, I don't think so.
0: Okay. So a few I think I think generally for this team we're waiting towards the Jimenez um the Jimenez change. Okay. Um so I'm gonna to go to our, our next question and this is from FPL uh Classico. So i I'll be free hitting in game week thirty eight. How have they All done right. They've kept their free hits. <laughs> Until the last game week of the season. So, I already own and plan to keep Robo, TAA, Marne, Lepore, Sterling and Kun. This leaves four outfield spots and a goalkeeper to pick. Which players would you get? Um, so, guys, we can just chime in here. They like Vardy, Redmond, Tielemans, Pereira, Fraser, Wilson, Rico, Babel, Siggy, Dina, PVA, Zaha and Milivojevic. I'm not going to ask you to finish that team, but who, who would you mm-hmm. say if you could just add to that as one or two essentials? Uh, Paddy, is anyone that any of those jump out for you?
2: I like Ryan Babel this week. Actually, I think uh, he's really been playing. He's, he, I think his average point, I was looking at this earlier, his average points per game this season is five points, which is pretty impressive given how abysmal Fulham have been. I think he's been exceptional. Um, and Fulham have really been good in the in the past four or five games. Since they seem to have the shackles are off now that they're yeah. relegated. And I think he's a good pick. I, I'm uh, I like Redmond as a pick, and I think Sahar is a good pick. Those three, yeah, uh, in particular, probably scream out at me.
0: Yeah, I like the fact that they've mentioned Tielemans in this. I think he's looked so impressive every time he's played. The one 0 loss. Uh, against Man City I don't think is a fair reflection on his performances this season but obviously they're they're home against Chelsea who already guaranteed top four so I could see some goals there for Leicester. Jano what do you think?
1: I have to agree with your point of Leicester I think we've sung the praises of a lot of the options he's already looking at but if we look at Leicester right now they did not look uh, like they weren't competitive against Manchester City uh, in that game and had one or two chances gone differently for them, you could have seen a completely different result. Uh, in the last six matches, Leicester City have actually had 37 shots on target, the same as Manchester City, and they're at the top of the table, those two. So I think there's definitely the chance for the likes of Vardy, uh, Tillemans, and uh, Pereira to get an assist potentially or goal. He does play rather far forward. So I can't argue with that list of players that he's put there at all. They would literally be a good number of the players I would be considering bringing in.
0: Yeah, I just I, the other player I'd, I'd add in that you talked about earlier is, is Redmond. I think if they were trying to balance out the no doubt cost is going to be a factor in this team. But Saints at home against Huddersfield, I feel like i <laughs> someone somewhere on the pitch, um, whether it was a cheap defender in Bednarek mm-hmm. or um, or Redmond in midfield, just I think you could take advantage of that. Okay, um, Paddy, any more, any more players to add there?
2: Uh no I, th- I think yeah, Z- yeah Zaha Redmond Babo I I honestly quite like Mitro as well but that's quite punty as I said um maybe if you really wanted to take a punt this week uh, PVA looks to be um, nailed to start because he was rested at the weekend if Bormer tend to leak goals I wouldn't be bringing him in for the clean sheet it's more for the um attacking returns but he scored just to point out him and Zaha scored at the last game week of last season as well so they have a history of uh, performing on the last day if that's any way relevant
0: there's a pedigree there for sure isn't there okay
2: yeah.
0: um, okay so we've, we've had a question on Slack this is from Board. um to upset my league in 38 I'm thinking of uh, one or two of Arnie Orba or Zaha they've got one free transfer are they any good or do you have uh, other picks in mind? Midfielders are also welcome as I have Son. So similar question to the Iceman. Uh, board also says, thanks for an awesome podcast season, by the way. Hope all your teams are doing well. Up the pod. Thanks for the uh, <laughs> thanks for the questions and the support board. And I'm sorry I keep pronouncing your name wrong. That will probably continue into next season. So um, so chaps, yeah. So the Arnie, or Bam, Arnie and Zaha, you've both sung the praises of already. So I think it's fair to say they're decent options. The board's thinking Yang as well here. What, what are your thoughts on him, Paddy? Uh,
2: I think it depends what happens on Thursday as well, whether he plays Europa. I know he's in the hunt, I guess, for the golden boot. He's two goals behind uh, Salah. He's on 20. He's ha- Salah's on 22. Is is Aubameyang likely to get a hat-trick against Burnley? Wait, uh, will um, Emery risk him if they're already through to the Europa League final? I, I, I honestly don't know. I can honestly see, as an Arsenal fan... I wouldn't risk playing Lacquer of on the last game. I would just play in the up front because there's honestly nothing to play for if they're in the Europa League final. So I would probably avoid. I think that would be too Ponty for me. But that's just my uh, two cents on it.
0: Do you, do you think Aubameyang will want to play for the Golden Boot? Obviously, he's still within. You know, if, if he hits a hat trick, he, he's in with a striking chance. Do you think that will play into it, or is Emery too kind of you know less interested in that than? To give Aubameyang a chance, really.
2: Yeah, I think Europa League is everything now. I, 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 I don't think he'd uh, risk it if if there was if there were if he was level on goals with Salah, maybe then the fact that he's two behind, I I, I don't. I think it's silly for Emery to play him. To be honest, if Arsenal are through to the Europa, if Arsenal get knocked out by Valencia, then by all means, uh is an option. I think.
0: Okay, Jano.
2: I mean,
1: I would probably. I've generally avoided Arsenal strikers or about the second half of the season purely because there is always that issue of will one of them play, will the other play, do they play together? Um, I agree. I think Europa League right now is or has to be the priority. Um, Orba could, of course, go to Emre and say, look, I, I actually want to play for the Golden Boot and maybe Emre would still play him. But for me, at that cost as well, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just not sure I would go for Orba for a one game week punt and I'm not by any means saying he won't come in and return a haul um, but I just again as with away game as well for Arsenal they've not been that great away in, right. in fact in general they've not been that great in the Premier League near the end of the season so right. I just don't think I would go with Orba I much prefer the other two choices
0: yeah, yeah, so there's a there's a way of diluting that money into cheaper players that have just as high scoring potential, yeah, and certainty of starting as well. Okay, um, we spent quite a bit of time, chaps, on the who is essential. Is there anybody else that you would say? You know, we haven't talked specifically about Liverpool and uh, and City because I think it's a given. But just quickly, to, to jno who from them would you say is absolutely essential? Um, as a combination of three in
1: that that last game week? Well, there's been a great debate about uh, two defenders, one attack, or two attack, one defenders for a lot of the season. But I think as far as ceiling-wise, especially with one game week left, I think you do have to probably just roll the dice and go two attackers, because who knows what's necessarily going to happen in the last game. Uh, Salah is, of course, leading the way. I'm assuming he would want to stay ahead of the pack and of course he didn't play in the Champions League Mm -hmm. today so I'm worried that I don't have Salah in my side to be fair for the last game week I think the Liverpool Wolves game it could play to both of those teams strengths as far as attack Um, Wolves like to play the big teams they like teams they can counter against and I think Liverpool could definitely score some goals against Wolves they've proven they can score four against Barcelona so I, I can see a lot of points there. So Salah does worry me, uh, but it is at home. Mane is good at home for Liverpool. So I totally think if you can double up on those two, that would be beneficial. And as far as seasons gone, Sterling and Aguero are the best picks, but then you're looking at a lot of money on four players if you're also doing the same with Liverpool. I think Bernardo Silva is a decent shout. I think if this uh, game just happening right now is anything to go by, if Origi does sound like he might start, or if Wijnaldum sounds like he might start, uh, potentially could go for one of those two. Wijnaldum actually, again, is a player that has scored in game week 38 before and has just shown that he can do the business against Barcelona. So from those teams, those have been the ones I look at. And of course, fullback-wise for Liverpool, Robertson, uh, you've got Alexander-Arnold, and then of course Van Dijk can pop up with a goal. And I think Man City, uh, Laporte is your man. Yeah, okay. I can't really look outside of Laporte.
0: No, he's he's been excellent this season. Um, Paddy, what about you in terms of a, any anything different than what uh, J and O's just said there?
2: I can't really argue that. I've got Salah, Mane, and Trent myself. Um, I and Salah will play at the weekend because the concussion protocol is six days. Yeah. Um, so he should be back for that, and it will be between him and Mane from the looks of things, and Aguero for the for the golden boot and and. And Salah and May, even though they're playing so well together, they seem to have a rivalry between themselves. That um, when there's two on ones on, one of them they tend to be quite selfish. So yeah. I think those two will be going for it um, with one another. I expect them both to play, and um, I, th- I think that game will be pretty high scoring as well. Um,
0: yeah. No, I, I have to agree. I think you know, the Marley sala double up if you can. Um, <laughs> With one defender, and I'd include Van Dijk in that as well. Um, and then, yeah, the, the three from City. at Sterling, Aguero and Lepore, isn't it? The ones that you can probably rely the most on. Um, so, just a, of note, Liverpool in the last minute before right. uh, rounding up this 4-0 win. So, let's see what happens. Um, chaps, let's move on to uh, the last roll of the dice headline. So, this is anybody... Um, you think would be a punty differential to help someone move up their mini-league? Jano, let's come to you first.
1: I was worried you'd come to me first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do really like Mitrovic as a potential differential. Uh, I'm not actually sure on his ownership. Um, With how Wynjardum's played, I would like to bring him up again. Uh, Batshuayi, Potentially yeah. could do something for Palace. I know we've been talking about Zaha more than uh, about Shuai, but I do like the look of him. Uh, Lorente has a history of scoring in game 38 as well, yeah. but I, again, like I've said before, I really don't like the uh, look of that Spurs side at the moment. Those are probably the ones I'll be considering. I know Mason Greenwood was mentioned. He I was, don't know he was. what. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Maybe listen to the. Uh, press conference and see if uh, he's got a chance of playing in game at 38. And uh, that would be very interesting if a bunch of us did that and it did pay off.
0: Greenwood. So we're going to shout Greenwood for <laughs> two podcasts in a row, inspired by Hortz. Um, I mean, One player that I, I continue to like is uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. He, I called him last week. He didn't start but he came on and he scored. Um, I just think he's a great sort of differential. Cheap at 5.2 million. So if you're trying to Enable the likes of Salah, Mane, Sterling, etc., etc. Um, I'm pretty confident he'll. St- well, I say I'm confident. I feel he will start for Chelsea against Leicester, um, but I do like him as differential. Paddy, uh,
2: I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm thinking Andras Townsend. Actually, yeah. I think he he was he got he got 13 points the weekend. He got a goal assist in the last two games before that. He came off the bench, so I think that he'll start at the weekend. I always think it's difficult predicting who's going to play in the last game of the season, but he looks like one who's going to start. So I would say Townsend um, against a leaky Bournemouth defence. And then I'd also, what I said earlier, I think Babel's a good shout. And if you really want to be punty, um, I think PVA Van Anholt uh, could be an option Um just, but not more on it. More so on his attacking uh, potential than clean sheet potential. But yeah, he's he could well. Um, oh, um, but yeah, I've just actually seen a bit of veering off topic again. Liverpool is just won. I cannot believe that. <laughs> from my
0: well, it's yeah, it's one. It is one of the greatest comebacks in European history against the Barcelona side with the great Leo Messi in it. So absolutely fantastic from them. Um, Guys, what, what about the I mean, one team that's been in great form? They're, they're playing Tottenham away and we're saying we're not trusting Tottenham too much. So the likes of Everton, I mean, would, would a punt on someone like Siggy in this final game week or Richarlison if he's fit? Would, would that be a, a good differential way to go? Uh, let's go to Paddy first on that.
2: Yeah, I think Rich um Everton are probably the form team in the league right now. They've been absolutely outstanding, especially defensively lately.
0: Luca Dean is just the points machine, isn't he?
2: Oh, he's been unbelievable. I think most people got him out at, at the wrong time yeah. after he got back-to-back negative returns.
0: Yeah.
2: And then he started hauling consistent when everyone thought... When Silva's job was on the line, it, was, it coincided with Sarri as well at Chelsea. They've, Everton and Chelsea seem to have turned it around. And, but yeah, I think, um, I think for Charleston and Siggy could be... Great option. I, I do think Spurs look a bit of a like you said earlier. You really don't know what to think of them right now. They look like a bit of a shambles at the moment uh, in the league, anyway. Um, and they'll be without Son as well. I, I, I think it could be an option. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a risk. Um, I'd rather get someone like Redmond. Um, but yeah, I think Siggy or Rich could could easily uh, could easily score against Spurs. I think they look quite shaky at the moment.
0: Yeah, China, what do you think about Everton? Like you said, they've been really impressive of late. Five clean sheets in a row.
1: Yeah, I, I'm very disappointed I got rid of Digne, because I had him for longer than most because I knew he was playing in the blank game weeks. So I thought, you know what? It's not a transfer I need to make. I benefited from some of his clean sheets. And then when the wild card came, I got rid of him. And uh, it's one of those cases of getting rid of a player that doesn't have double game weeks, but still returns the points and uh, makes you pay for that. But as far as if I was going to take a punt on any Everton player, I think Siggy's the informed one for me right now. Richarlison mm-hmm. uh, is good, but I think Siggy's the one that's making that team tick and could be the one to get a yeah. haul in that fixture.
0: Yeah, he's been really impressive, really mm-hmm. consistent this season, Sigurdsson. So a few there for you to consider, some last roll of the dice, uh, dice players. Now the next question is, or the next headline is in regards to skippers. So we've had a number of questions about this I'm going to go through each of them so they're covered and then we're just going to have a general discussion about who to captain for this game week so um, first of all if I look on Twitter so DJ uh, Newton sorry if I I've, I've said that wrong um, why did most people top 10k captain City assets while well, there was common disagreement in discussions before the game week the Leicester will be tough like hell um, do we suffer sheep syndrome again even in each in such a crucial stage of the FPL game or this is just fear of ownership. So I think they're, they're asking there about city captaincy uh, once more. Wayne Lee has said, Don't, it doesn't seem to be an obvious captain choice for 38. What are your views? Is Redmond a bit far fetched, leading to my mini league by uh, 25 at the moment, though? Um, we've got uh, a few others on Slack. Let me just, I'm just loading those up as we're talking here, chaps. Uh, Luke Jerdy who is the best captain option for 38? Salah, Mane, Aguero or Sterling? Uh, Has Salah become a differential in the top 10K? Uh, and then Mad Hatter, my final pod question would be, my Has Capo differential worked out a treat this week. and we're going to do the same for the final game week. So do I go Hazard again as it's his final premiership game, uh, now under no pressure apart from finishing third? Or do I go with Arnie against Watford uh, as they have a tin pot final four days afterwards? Um, also thanks to Bully, Iceman and the guests for these pods and to everyone listening become a patron, join the Slack channel it's full of helpful info, humour, good people oh and Paddy's there too so a shout out to you there Paddy for Mad Hatter who is a big big support for you coming on this podcast as well so I've got to say, so thank you Mad Hatter once again so chaps, everything's in the pot there we've got obvious captaincy, we've got differential captaincy, we've got the boring top four race captaincy Paddy, where are you going to lean towards this week?
2: I've got, I usually play um, for my mini league, but I have no chance of catching the right in front. So um, I'm just basically doing it for rank now. i outside the top 100K, so I think I'll just go for it. I'm thinking of uh, captaining Zaha, even though I have both Salah and Mane. I'm thinking of going for, it will be between Salah and Zaha for me. Um, I honestly just, I just can't trust Bournemouth defensively uh, away from home. I think they're an absolute shambles. I've been saying it all year. They're atrocious uh, away from home. And Zaha's last game, so I'm, I'm thinking of him actually as a so you, differential.
0: You're going differential, Captain. Okay, okay. So to move up the mini league, JNO?
1: I think first of all, you, for anyone, you have to ask yourself what your goal is with the final game week. If you want to improve your rank or you are within reach of your mini-league rival leading the pack, then potentially a differential is the one to go for. If you're happy with where you are and you want to try and consolidate, uh, then that's where you'd probably go for your Manchester City player or your uh, Liverpool player. I feel like I'm leaning towards picking someone in the race for the golden boot, just because potentially that could drive someone on to score a few more goals. But I do like the idea of a a punt on Game Week 38 because it could make a massive difference Mm -hmm, and nothing can change after Game Week 38. Once that's done, that is your rank. And the likes of Redmond away against Huddersfield or any game where I'm seeing a defence that is leaky like Bournemouth, I'm thinking potentially that could make a huge difference. But just a shout out to another guest that's been on and a fellow Wildcat. I do really want to stay ahead of FPL TV, Brett. I don't want him to beat me. I want to be the top Wildcat. So maybe that will come into play in my uh, actual pick. But if I get Salah in, I might stick it on Salah, to be fair.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I think I'm leaning more towards the... I mean, having just heard what's happened tonight against Barcelona, <sighs> there's probably going to be some tired legs, but Salah is going to be fresh if he plays. They're a home against Wolves. They're going to be going for it for the title. He's hungry for that golden boot and he has been scoring again recently. Um, City have looked a bit more anxious in their in their victories of late, and having watched Duffy and Dunk absolutely screw Arsenal over, the proper old fashioned <laughs> yeah. centre half, you know, all all hands to the pump, so to speak, I can just see more goals in the Liverpool against Wolverhampton game than I can in a stubborn um, Brighton-Hove Albion game. I could be very wrong, but I think I would lean towards Salah. I do like the differential options, uh, particularly the, the, the Zaha one uh, against Walmart as they are atrocious. Um, and I also think that Hazard against Leicester is, is not a bad option, as he'll want to put the final um, add to his stock, so to speak, for that move out to Spain. But uh, for me, I think if, if you've got Sala, I think I'd probably be looking at him this game week.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. I think maybe this is controversial. I honestly wouldn't consider captaining a City guy this week if you got yeah. Liverpool, because the way City have been playing lately is, yeah, it has been 0-0 half-time most of the time. And, and then when they go 1-0 ahead, they've gone ultra-defensive, which you would not associate with Pep at all. Um, they don't seem to be blitzing teams at all. Right. Um and Salah's gone for the... I guess you could argue that Aguero's gone for the golden boot, but that's the least of his worries. He wants to win the titles. And yeah. Brighton, Brighton lately against... Uh, like, for example, the weekend, they're already guaranteed to stay up. They drew 1-0 with Arsenal. Before that, they should have drawn with Spurs if it wasn't for an Ericsson screamer. And then before that, they drew 0 um away to Wolves. So they do seem to be sporadic but they do seem to up their game for um the top six opponents for sure
0: i i think genuinely clubs will be looking at duffy and dunk in the summer they're both excellent center halves um, and uh, you never know liverpool need another center half so good performance against city you could see uh duffy lining up against or next to van dyke next season uh, which would be horrible to play against
2: <laughs> i'd love to see that as yeah as an ireland guy because uh we don't really have anyone playing for any of the top six right now. Our best players, Doherty or Coleman, that's the biggest clubs we have right now. shot. Yeah.
0: yeah. So um, we haven't we haven't actually mentioned much about Wolves in the podcast. I mean, is there still any love for Doherty
2: next season? Yes. But for the <laughs> Last
0: game? No. I wouldn't.
2: No. I wouldn't risk. I wouldn't um, even if I had him. I don't think I'd even start him to be honest.
0: Nobody's getting past Big Virgil at the weekend. Um, Jano, any love for Wolves, or are you of the same thoughts?
2: I mean, I
1: did mention potentially bringing in Doherty for the guy with Ben Davies, but I mean, there seems to be options a lot clearer that are going to get a potential clean sheet and then could also get an attacking return. Uh, So I probably wouldn't look at anyone from Wolves defence, but... Can I just put a shout out to Jota and his performance over the weekend without getting any FPL points? (laughs) Uh, That was just, uh, that was painful.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: But Jota has looked incredible near the end of the season. Uh, I know he was a big bandwagon at the beginning and then everyone jumped off, but it looks like he's finally realizing that potential that a lot of us thought he could in the uh, Premier League. So I think all of us will be looking at Wolves players and their prices come the start of next season.
0: What do you think of it, six and a half, sevens for him next season?
1: Yeah. I think I think anything under 7.5 and I'll probably be putting him in my side.
2: Yeah. But that's what happened this year as well. When you think, um, I guess he's settled now, but at the start of the season, most of the big-name managers had Yada on their team and it took him nearly half the season to settle and then he just exploded. But now he's settled, he seems to be... I'll be definitely having him on my team, assuming he's under seven and a half as well. But yeah, he's, him and Jimmy next season... I'm curious to see what their prices will be in Doherty. I, I'm curious what, if Doherty will be under six because the way he's been performing, it's been unbelievable. Jimmy assume he could well be eight million for all I know.
0: Yeah, yeah, interesting to see the uh, the price changes. Uh, Pookie definitely coming in my team from Norwich next season. I think he's had a he's had a great season in the Championship. I'll be on the lookout for him. Um, okay, chaps. Last headlines very briefly. Um, who should we absolutely ignore in this game week in terms of teams with? Nothing left to play for. No form. Don't even think about them. Jaddo, do you want to go first?
1: Uh, I mean, Huddersfield. Yeah. I I wouldn't be looking at anyone from (laughs) Huddersfield. Um, I think Cardiff, there wouldn't be anyone there really. I know Camarossa was uh, a pick for people over the season, but I don't really think with one game left, you'd want to be picking anyone from Cardiff. Uh, Brighton. Do you really want to bring anyone in from them? If you've got one, maybe you just keep them on your bench. Other than that, I'd say because it is the last game of the season, because there's so many sides that don't really have anything major to play for, anything could really happen, really. like We're looking at a lot of fixtures thinking it could go this way, could go that way. But with so many teams with nothing on the line, you could get some upsets. So I think that would literally be it as far as other than that I, I am staying away from Manchester United I, I just, just there's something say, about we, Man United yeah. that I don't like
0: we, we haven't really talked about them um, at all on the podcast uh, and they've got a home fixture against Cardiff it seems you know when Solskjaer first came in unbelievable that they we wouldn't be talking about Man United against Cardiff at home on the last day of the season Paddy is there any value left in United at all?
2: oh uh, I don't I may well Rash would be fit at the weekend maybe if I, I just can't trust United at the moment I think they're an absolute shambles like I Solskjaer has been reminded me uh, a great deal of when Di Matteo took over Chelsea and he went on that great one yeah and won the Champions League and then it turned out he was actually a terrible manager And that kind of reminds me a bit of Solskjaer to be honest I was saying this it, it just seems to have the uh, the buzz seems to have dwindled out, and United have realised just how poor they are with the players. They're, they're going to have a major summer clear-out. I, I Rashford, uh, I I can't trust Pogba. I don't I I, may, I? I have a thing against Pogba. though I, I have a bias. I I, uh, I can't stand them. Um, yeah, probably Rashford, Rashford or Pogba. Maybe if you fancy United to get a pen, but or if you're really ponty. One of the guys in the Slack channel actually brought in Mason Greenwood, but I, I wouldn't advocate that. I think that's even too ponty for me, to be honest.
0: Yeah, the, the Greenwood bandwagon goes on. If he kicks on next season, we'll all be uh, thanking horse for that. Um, okay, chaps, I'm going to suggest that we uh, follow tradition and take the Iceman's piss break, and then we'll round things off. So back shortly. <laughs> OK, so the last piss break of the season taken in honour of the Iceman. I'm sure listening to this, the Iceman needed that few minutes of respite tribute to you, sir. Um, so, chaps, we we really had that more extensive discussion about our captain choices before. So I'm just going to try and pin you down to who your transfers are going to be this week. So, um, Paddy, if I come to you first, who, who do you think your one or two transfers be for this game week?
2: I am looking at, I have Son, but I'm thinking of benching him and just keeping him on the bench. And I have Jimenez, Something I'm not taking a hit, just using my free transfer to upgrade Jimenez to Zaha. And then it's between Salah and Zaha for the captaincy. At the moment, I'm leaning Zaha because I'm feeling punty at the moment. But maybe come Saturday, when I come to my senses, he'll probably be on Mo because he's gone for the golden boot. But yeah, that will be uh, my moves this week.
0: Well, personally, I'm actually thinking, having uh, been overtaken with nostalgia with the uh, Barcelona game, I, I might actually punt and put Origi in my team because I don't have uh, three double <laughs> players. So, um, and I, I am behind. So given his form at the moment, I might actually go Jimenez to Origi. Um, otherwise, my other option might be bringing Dinia in at the back because I've been so impressed with him going forward and defensively. And I think Tottenham are not great in the league at the mm-hmm. moment. So that, that would be one to two. Um, Jano?
1: Well, my biggest issue is I've got Firmino. Yeah. And I've got him in, and then he got that injury literally just before yeah. game week 36. So he has to go. Um, but that does leave me with lots of options as far as forwards I could bring in. Um, it's most likely going to be Zaha or uh, Arnautovic. And then I, I kind of want Salah in my side. But the yeah. only way I could get him is Mane or Sterling out. And my feeling is there's going to be more goals in the Liverpool Wolves game. So it could be Sterling out for Sala. And then the captaincy would completely rely on me whether I'm going for a punt or not. Um, but Salah is probably what I'd end up on.
0: Salah skipper. Yeah, I like that. I think we're all fairly... Well, me and you are sold on Salah. I think uh, Paddy's still thinking differential for captain by the sounds of it.
1: Yeah, okay. that's a very right.
0: Okay. Um, so let's go through our, our mini league. So we... We'll have to do an announcement at the end of the season in terms of um, who finishes highest in the mini-league and announce who the prize winner is going to be. Um, just to say, there is a possibility me and the Iceman might do an end-of-season kind of sum-up podcast. If you're interested in that, if you know this is the sort of thing you listen to on your way to work, it takes up a bit of time. If you'd value having sort of one final podcast at the end of the season from me and the Iceman, let us know on Twitter, on the Slack channel, um, where else Facebook, uh, and we will certainly record something and announce the mini-league winner. But 10th uh, place this week, we've got Kevolution, uh, Kevin Lauteza, who's come up to 10th. Will Miners is in 9th with a not minor strike. Adida, Oscar, Nate Thomas is in 8th. Uh, Clark White is in 7th. Michael Taylor has moved up again, trying to give up Fanta, up to 6th. Dunkin' Donuts, Henry Wakefield in 5th. Callon Hue, the Gunasons in 4th. Full of Flair, Richard Jenkins 3rd. Uh, cj still sports milwaukee in second but at the top still holding on with a 13 point lead it's sky player in fpl paul jones um who leads the pack so can paul hold on for the final week of the season um at this point in the podcast we usually do a feedback box but I, i'm going to do some feedback from me and the ice man uh, to all of you listeners so um yeah, this is episode one hundred and thirty-two of the podcast. I remember we started doing this in the season when Leicester were running away with it. All the talk was around Vardy, party that season, and Mares. Um, but it's been a pleasure to record this once again for another season. The time has absolutely flown, but it's the interaction with the listeners that keeps us doing it. It really motivates us to to record this week on week uh, again. Credit to the ice man for the amount of time he puts into editing this. Um, and it's been great to meet so many new people like Jay and O and Paddy over the time we've been doing it. Um, the, the Slack channel has been growing, and we've got to know people more in there. So just a big thank you from us, the surgeons, to you, the listeners, for once again giving us your time and support. And we very much plan to keep uh, doing this in the in the next season. So uh, so thank you from us. And-
2: hey, can I just say something as well on yes. uh, on behalf of what well, I've been on Slack. Yeah. With you guys, since probably the start of the season, I just got into yes, this, into yes. pods this year. I've honestly been amazed with the amount of good players on the Slack channel, which I've learned this season from different guys. You have, you're have you reading out the top 10 there, and there's two or three guys in the top 10 um, that are on the Slack channel actively. And then you have guys like Hagsrud, like uh, Iceman, who are consistently top 10K players, Banana knows Maldonado, one of the best FPL players out there. I think I think is absolutely brilliant the um, how active everyone is on there and how everyone is willing to share ideas and be open. And I I would definitely recommend it trying listening to um, to join for next season. It's absolutely it's great banter as well. You have the likes of Mad Hatter on there, maybe me as well, just taking the piss out of the ice man. Yeah. Uh, winding them up a bit but that's <laughs> that's about it as well yeah I, I'd, I'd just like to say that and I'd like to thank you and Iceman thank and you, Brad, Brad as well FPL Sexy for yeah. all your work during the year I think it's been brilliant I I, uh, I can't say I love the pod enough yeah.
0: appreciate, I really appreciate the feedback Paddy thank you and it's, it's listeners like you who are following us who really motivate us to do it and getting to know people like yourself it, it, it's brilliant so and yeah absolutely FPL Sexy quite right um recording his segments all throughout the season big shout out to him he's been a, a massive uh, follower and under um, a really good friend of the podcast from the start so thank you brent um chats before i i let you plug what you're doing one final time if you want to get involved with the fpl surgery um our website is fplsurgery.com um if you want to follow us and support us on patreon patreon.com forward slash fpl surgery as usual any support is greatly appreciated um, our mini league is 225-369. Not much more time to uh, to join that, but if you last minute want to gazump someone in the top 10, please jump in now. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, uh, Facebook, Reddit, iTunes, uh, and you can email us info at fplsurgery.com. Um, I want to thank our guests. Uh, firstly, J&O, thanks very much for giving us your time again in between all your other recording schedules that you have. Um, just one final plug for you. How can people contact you and talk all things FPL?
1: Yeah, so uh, if you go on to YouTube, just type in FPL today. Uh, you should be able to find me there as well as FPL Wildcats uh, with a bunch of other creators, including FPL Civic, that has been on the pod. Uh, also, United for my Instagram. I will be trying to vlog the rest of my week, so a bit different. So if you want to see this pod being part of that vlog as well, uh just check me out on YouTube and Instagram, JNO underscore United.
0: Yeah, great content on there. And uh, I think as Paddy said at the start, you know, one of the, the top channels to be following for all things FPL. Um he wrote the book as Zaha, he's a seasoned FPL vet now. So head over and uh, and support JNO's channel. Thank you. And uh and also to Paddy, thanks for thanks for coming on again. Um you've said about your presence on the slack channel is, is there anyone else where you talk or is it all predominantly on there
2: no i just talk a lot of hoop and crap on and, and make fun of the ice man on slack that's what i do day to day but yeah that's where you can find me i used i used to be on other people's Slacks as well but i've just put all my energy now into uh all my fpl energy into uh, fpl surgery slack so that's where i'm at so you know
0: yeah, that's actually a good point. Actually, if you don't want advice, you just want to abuse me in the ice, man. It's kind of <laughs> it's it's free, you know. It's open ground brilliant. to do so. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's free firing range. Come and join, and uh, yeah, throw custard pies at us and whatnot. So, yeah, fantastic. No, thank you both for joining us once again. Um, on behalf of us at the FPL Surgery, good luck in your final game weeks, and we'll talk to you again next a the podcast. Up the podcast. chaps
2: cheers pleasure pleasure that was great yeah i really enjoyed that